Dear listeners, welcome to Faces of Digital Health, a podcast about digital health and how healthcare systems around the world adopt technology. With me, Diasha Zaitz. One of the highly anticipated news at the HLTH or Health event, the largest digital health event, which is taking place in Las Vegas between the 13th and the 16th of November 2022, was the release of the Global Digital Health Report prepared by Gallon Growth Asia, the leading digital health data-driven market intelligence company and firm partners, one of the fastest growing global independent marketing and communications agencies in the world. In this short discussion, the CEO of Gallon Growth Asia, Julian de Celebrary, explains the key findings from the report, the state of digital health in China and expectations from next year. Let's dive in. Julian, Finn Partners and Gallant Growth Asia partnered for a global overview of the digital health investment landscape. Where are we? How's the industry doing globally? Thanks for the opportunity to answer that question. Obviously, the report that we've co-published with Fin Partners is completely powered by our own platform, HealthTech Alpha, which is the most comprehensive data set on digital health across the globe. So the, I guess the TLDR of the report is that funding is down. Everybody knew that. That's generally the headlines. It's down about 35% year on year. Now, we've got to remember it's only the first nine months of the year. So we've still got a few more months, but still 35% is a large gap. It's not all bad news. Early stage ventures are still getting more funding than they did before. So it's really the late stage guys that are getting the hit because they're big tickets and therefore investors are being quite cautious. We're seeing the US and Asia pack down quite a bit. Asia because China is basically on lockdown now and the US because it was such a balmy year last year that really we're going back to normal again. That said, the Middle East, Israel is up, Latin America is up and Europe is down but not as much as it's down in, in the US and in, in Asia Pacific. When I say US, North America, but you can imagine the US is the largest share of that kind of thing. And then from a therapeutic area, which is quite interesting, so mental health saw a big push during COVID. Now that we're outside COVID, we're seeing oncology pick up again. Mental health saw number two. And then cardiovascular, of course, is ever-present the therapeutic area in terms of uh, attracting funding. So what's your prediction about the end result for 2022 and the future in 2023? Is it possible already to talk about that, given the current economic state of the world and uncertainty the expectations of the recession, etc.? Yeah, so I don't like to make predictions on funding, largely because they're wrong the minute I give in the prediction. What I would say is I suspect that what we're seeing as a pattern in 2022 is going to stay. However, 23 is going to be a bumpier, more so than 2022. I'll give you a reason. One of the reasons why is that if you look at the 12,000 or so digital ventures that we looked at for this report, and you look at those that raised funding in the last 18 months, About 30% of the total of the total 12,000 I talked about actually raised funding. So that's, and that's, of course, in the last 18 months. So when things were going really well in 2021, exactly. So what we've got now is a pretty bleak picture of a bunch of startups who, particularly the growth stage, Series B, C, and beyond, needing funding are going to find it difficult to get funding because investors are very conscious of all the volatility you're talking about. But also as a result, sharpening their knives a bit and becoming much more rigorous around 
the proof points that the digital ventures need to bring to the table in order to get funding. When it comes to digital therapeutics, for example, they've now they are now in a kind of a misfortunate situation where investors expect data but clinical trials require a lot of funding and nobody is really willing to give that funding in advance. I don't know, do you have any comments on that challenge? It is a bit of a vicious circle, I agree. Uh, and I guess it's a natural evolution of an ecosystem that has had a lot of funding thrown at it, kind of growth at any cost. Fair to say that 2020 and 2021, I would describe as abnormal years. We're really getting back to a normal environment, but one where some really hard questions have been asked. So yes, it's tough. So what does that mean? That means that the um, ventures that have a bit more scale and therefore really need to get clinical trials underway are going to try and find other new sources of funding and so that means slimming down and making sure that fund spending is spent in the right direction and really starting to focus on those proof points some other of course partnerships with some of the larger pharmaceutical companies maybe in a, a point of direction to try and get clinical trials done at a cost that's manageable but they do really need to do that you're absolutely right you know the analysis in the report will show you that if you look at clinical evidence, which is a measure that we have in our platform of digital ventures, and ther digital therapeutics is a classic case of this, and you look at those that have got regulatory filing, regulatory approval, and have a clinical trial running in order to back those approvals, as well as some peer-reviewed publications on their data, it's something like less than 20% of the 12,000-plus digital ventures we looked at have actually achieved what I would call substantive clinical evidence so they can prove medically that they are able to do what they claim to be doing and so yes there is a need for that did anything surprise you in the report surprise me no because of course when you write the report that nine months into a year you've been watching that year very carefully throughout the year so many things coming through one of the interesting data points that we're seeing, and I think it probably is a nice segue into looking at 2023, for example, is that M&A activity is up this year, but it's up because there's a lot of acquisitions between digital health ventures. So not large organizations buying digital health ventures, but actually digital ventures buying each other. And I think that is a trend we'll continue seeing through into 2023. So in 2021, there was a lot of around specs. Where are specs in 2023? My opinion of SPACs is not a very high one. I think that SPACs are going to disappear. I think that we will find potentially IPOs picking up again at some stage. But I think we're a little while away from there. The market conditions are not right for IPOs. Difficult to price them to start with. I mean, if you look at valuations at the moment, valuations in the early stage side are still holding. Valuations in the late stage, so the, therefore the can most likely to IPO, valuations are way down year on year. And so... In late-stage ventures, valuations are probably back to what they were in 2019, pre-COVID. So with that on your hands, how do you value a SPAC? How do you value an IPO? So tough at the moment. China is included in the Asia kind of part of the pie, but I'm still very curious to hear what's your insight into China. So China is fascinating to watch because, of course, if you look at all our reports, and we've been reporting on Asia-Pacific since 2017, China's always been about 80%, I round up a bit here, of the total funding deployed in digital health in Asia Pacific. So the gorilla in the room, really. It's fair to say that COVID, as well as the current ongoing zero COVID policy of China, means that the country's locked down. 
So as a domestic environment, it continues to, to grow because the Chinese government's been very clear about the role of digital health in the transformation of healthcare in, in China. But the access to the ecosystem from outside into, that eco, into China is not, is not an easy one at all. In fact, practically impossible at the moment. And so as a result, if you look at the overall funding in China, it's well, well down. That doesn't mean that the innovation pace has slowed down. That's continuing. Perhaps a word more about the methodology of the data that you were gathering. So more than 200 million data points from more than 12,000 digital health ventures worldwide were taken into account. How did you gather the data? It's a good question. Listen, we've been monitoring and tracking digital health space since 2016 when we founded Galen Growth. We founded Galen Growth because there was a need to have a much better understanding of who was doing what, but also who was doing what with whom as well, particularly in Asia-Pacific where I founded Galen Growth. And since then, of course, we've grown and we have a global coverage. Our data sources are typically five sort of key sources to give a, a, a very quick summary for you. We have a research team that does a lot of primary research. We also look at secondary research, see what nuggets information exists there. We have become really good at building crawlers that are looking at the right sources of information, but also we've been very good at our NLP, I guess logics in terms of being able to value that information before it goes live to, to, to our clients on the platform. And all of that is because we started out life in Asia. Asia is a very fragmented, very opaque, and certainly a lot of languages. And so trying to decode was having in Japan or Korea has forced Galen Growth and his team to become very good at figuring out where the sources are and how to validate those sources. And so as, you, as we expanded globally, we've been able to reapply those skills across the globe. A couple of other sources, we do a lot of work for our clients. Of course, every time we do some studies for our clients, we continue to augment and improve our data. But the one area that we're seeing grow is that increasing digital health ventures are coming to us and saying, hey, you guys look like the LinkedIn of digital health. We want to make sure that we are visible on the Health Tech Alpha platform, which is that form, so that when the large corporates and the investors, the bank, etc., use our platform, they actually see all of the digital ventures that are appropriate to a specific problem statement or a therapeutic area, whatever that filter is that the, the client's using. You've been listening to Faces of Digital Health. If you haven't yet, subscribe to the podcast to be notified about new episodes automatically. We also publish a monthly newsletter with the updates from the episodes in the last months. So go to fodh.substack.com. That's fodh.substack.com to find the past editions and subscribe to the newsletter. Also find the link in the show notes. Stay tuned.